This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The most important thing we can do for our kids before they leave for camp is to encourage them to write, if not letters to us, then to themselves to process, to express themselves, and to remind them that God is just as close and just as present in the woods as He is in the synagogue. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. When I was growing up, the single most influential part of my Jewish education happened at summer camp. Now, my family was very secular, and with the exception of the occasional Shabbat candles and cultural food nods to bagels and cream cheese, my Judaism was defined less by what we do and more by what we don't do. So you get it. No Christmas tree, no Easter eggs, no interdating. But by now, you know enough about me to know that none of those no's had much of an impact. My parents both had very strong Jewish pride and certainly a consciousness of Jewish continuity. While my mother's parents came from England, my father's parents were shtetl Jews. My late father, an extraordinary man, was the eldest son and rebellious when it came to Jewish practice, but he was fierce about anti-Semitism. At six foot three and a half, he was one giant Jew. Anti-Semitic thugs would roam the parks in downtown Toronto's Jewish neighborhoods. My father, he was the protector. When those Jew haters would try and pick fights with his smaller and less brawny friends, he would come in like an enraged brawler. He told me that his fists and brass knuckles got him and his many friends through the Cold War. In fact, he once told me that in those days there were two sets of Jewish kids, the ones who prayed and the ones who fought. My father was a fighter. So while we went to public school and didn't observe the Sabbath, we went to Jewish sleepaway camp. At camp, I learned about kosher food. I even learned to sing the Berkata Mazan, the grace after meals. I learned about Shabbat, but I also learned how to French kiss under the cabin in the woods. I learned how to smoke the cigarettes that we'd steal from our counselors, and I learned how to water ski and canoe. And because I was always a fashionista, I learned how not to snag my purple hip-hugger bell-bottom velvet jeans and full-bodied catsuit while climbing under the cabin with my boyfriend of the moment. I learned Jewish and Hebrew songs. I met other Jewish kids from around my province. I even met Sephardic Jews for the first time. Jewish summer camp was truly a revelation. But I also learned how cruel kids can be. There was this girl in our cabin. She was still attached to her teddy bear. She brought it with her. It was clearly a separation object. And I remember one night, the girl's making a noose out of rope and hanging her teddy bear from the rafters. I learned about shame. That's that feeling that washes over you in a hot and clammy sweat when you stand back and do nothing, say nothing, when that teddy bear's owner tried desperately not to cry in front of us. 
And I remember the terror of being vulnerable in any way, shape, or form. And I remember what happened when you spent all day in a wet bathing suit. I remember most of all the endless letters written to friends in the city or at other camps. I wrote on those old blue airmail forms that folded into envelopes. You know, I can still smell them if I focus hard enough. So in those letters, I fell in love with writing and with the power of language to help form the narrative of your identity. Since those years, I have learned that what we might call journaling today has some tremendous benefits. The Journal of Experimental Psychology published research that shows how writing your thoughts down can reduce intrusive thoughts about negative events and improve working memory. They say that even the simple act of writing something down lets your brain know you want to remember it. And that's why note-taking is such an effective practice when you're learning something new. Kaiser Permanente published this list of benefits of journaling, this generation's answer to camp letters or diary inscribing. This is what they said. Journaling can help you achieve goals, track progress and growth, gain self-confidence, improve writing and communication skills, reduce stress and anxiety, find inspiration, strengthen your memory, and encourage a stream of of consciousness. The famous expression, the pen is mightier than the sword, was first written by novelist and playwright Edward Bulwer-Lytton in 1839 in his historical play, Cardinal Richelieu. It means that the written word is more effective than violence as a means of social or political change. You know, I've never stopped writing since summer camp, whether letters or poetry or podcasts. Words are my love language, and Torah words have become my deepest joy. Which brings me back to summer vacation. You see, you can leave home and work, but you can never leave God. Wherever you go, God is with you, and there is no summer break from the principles and values that are a Jewish-focused life. As a girl going on vacation or going to camp met, all bets were off. There, outside of the watchful eyes of my parents, I could try on all the different identities that swirled through my adolescent attempt to form an identity. In the summer, nothing counted. On vacation, I could act out. And to quote that old adage, what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas. Except it doesn't. There is no vacation from our character, our morality, or our values. In fact, it is often in the seemingly less significant places that our greatness manifests. Wherever we go, whatever we do, we are right there still, and so is our Creator. There is no geographical holiday from our essential selves. Many of us are sending our kids to Jewish overnight summer camp. And we worry about the packing lists and the spending money, which we call tuck money. We concern ourselves with whether they're going to brush their teeth, unlikely, and shower. We sign up for photos from the camp website, and some of us evenly secretly stash the contraband cell phone in their bags because we might need to reach them. (laughs) But I think the most important thing we can do for our kids before they leave for camp is to encourage them to write if not letters to us, then to themselves, to journal, 
to process, to express themselves, and to remind them that we can run, and we can hide, and we can vacation, and camp, and sleep on a beach, but that God is just as close and just as present in the woods as he is in the synagogue. This week, can we write an ethical packing list for our kids? Reminders about inclusivity and to stand up when you see something that you know is wrong? Can we pack them helpful phrases for when we want to say no, but we just can't find the words? Can we talk about bullying and competition and social responsibility? Because Jewish summer camp is expensive and it's an investment in our children's souls. Let's make sure that along with the right sneakers, they also have the right values. Happy summer. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.